Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. We sell old time radio programs, Golden Age comics in PDF format, and we have other free podcasts. Visit comicweb.com for more information or find us on Facebook and iTunes. Since HBO has just released a new Perry Mason series, we think it's time to remember the old radio show of Perry Mason. Here are four short serialized episodes. That's about 45 minutes. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Now that's a pretty terrific wash day promise. But just listen to this. Procter & Gamble's Tide will not only get your clothes cleaner than any soap, but cleaner than any other suds, any other washing product known. Why, Tide leaves your whole family wash free from dirt, and Tide removes dingy soap film, too. Yet, with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens soap-dulled colors, really spruces up your gay checks and stripes. And Tide works wonders for white shirts and tablecloths, too. In hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. What's more, Tide keeps them white week in, week out, never turns them yellow. Next wash day, try Tide. Honestly, no other washing product you can buy will give you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Tell me now, how foolish can a young woman in love get? Well, Nora Tragg, daughter of Homicide Lieutenant Tragg, has accepted Sid Samarino's engagement ring, agreed to keep the engagement a secret, and at this very moment, her head filled with rosy dreams. She's riding with him back to the Roomba Palace. Meanwhile, what's been happening to Perry and Della? Now, you'll remember when we left them yesterday, Paul Drake was going out to bring in a young boy who wants to... Take some pictures like he did last time. Last time, of course, refers to the time when Mary McKean was framed by Liz Wren and Doc Keegan under a situation which Perry Mason is now seeking to duplicate. And now as Paul leaves, Della turns hopefully to Perry and says... Oh, Chief! Don't get your hopes too high, Della. But if he took snapshots, he'd have pictures of Mary and Jim Randall, mm -hmm. of Doc Keegan posing mm -hmm. them. He might even have one of Liz Wren on the set. That would prove that she was part of this whole conspiracy. Oh, Perry, if he has that sort of snapshot, why, he's the witness we've been looking for. You can knock Liz Wren's case higher Just than a kite. Wait, Della, wait. Now, wait. Hold on to yourself. But you... Let's celebrate after the game is over. In other words, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. I'm not, And remember, Paul said he was a sharp boy. Our kids are quite often quicker at spotting a phony than grown-ups. Now, we are going to have to do some acting. Trying to make me nervous, mister? No, 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 no. Just careful. Oh, this must be our boy coming here. Mm. Nice looking. Shall I give him a nice big smile? What? Why not? You're the movie star. This way, Maxwell. Mr. Patterson is waiting for the cameras to be loaded so he can give you a few minutes. Oh, gee, thanks. I do appreciate... Oh, how do you do, Mr. Patterson? How do you do? Uh, this is Maxwell uh, Cook, Mr. Patterson. Oh, hello. You, um, interested in the movie business, Maxwell? Oh, gee, am I? Why don't you bring Maxwell a chair, Mr. Tyler? Oh, wait, don't trouble. I'll get one for myself. Of course... I haven't got enough money for a movie camera yet, but I've done a pretty good job with this little old box camera. Won some blue ribbons. Well, good for you. Hey, you're not the director who was here last time. No, no, he's uh, busy somewhere else. I'm handling these retakes. I didn't think you were. You're nicer than him. Well, he chased me off the set. Oh, well, these temperamental directors. Well, so I didn't tell him about the pictures I took. I knew he'd be mad. 
Uh, you won't tell him, will you? No, not a word. Aren't you going to introduce me, Mr. Patterson? Well, yes, of course. Maxwell, this is our star, Miss Stone. Hello, Maxwell. Oh, I remember you all right. Only, oh, gee, you know, you look better than you did last spring. Oh? Were you really sick then, or was it acting? I was sick. Oh. Oh, it's swell of you both to talk to me. I had never talked to a real movie director and a star before. I... I, uh, don't suppose you could give me your autographs. Why, of course we will. Never can tell. One of these days we may be asking for yours. <laughs> yeah. I, um, might even be able to give you a few pointers. That is, um, if I could see some of your pictures. Oh, gee, would you? Glad to. We're not ready to go on shooting, are we, Mr. Tyler? Uh, not for a while, Mr. Patterson. Oh, boy, and I've got some of my best prints right here in my pocket. I want to see two. What'd you say, ma'am? That I want to see two. Oh, well... Here they are. This one here is my dog. Oh? I want $5 from the evening record for it. Oh, well, that's very nice. Thanks. And this picture here is of the Statue of Liberty. I got it on a ferry boat. Uh-huh. And this one I took in Central Park. Oh, baby. I developed my own pictures, too. But I have to use my friend's enlarger. You see, I'm saving up for my own. Is this all? Well, well, it's all I have with me. Oh. Why? Oh, I, I just uh, thought perhaps you'd have... One of me. Oh. Well, I guess I have at home. You guess? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Gee, I hardly ever throw a picture away unless it doesn't come out. And the ones I took here came out because the lighting was so clear and... I mean, they were clear, but the composition wasn't so good. That's what Homer says. You see, Homer's my friend. He's the one who has the enlarger. You know, um, I'd like to see those pictures, Maxwell. Well, I guess I could run home and get them... Only it's pretty late, and Mom would probably make me stay because it's supper time. Well, then perhaps you could do it later. Suppose you tell me what was in them, then that'll give me an idea. Well, don't you know what was in them? Uh, well, the subject matter, of course, yes. I I wouldn't know how you composed it. Though. Oh, sure. Am I ever done? Say, is that a real policeman rehearsing or an actor? Oh, that's a real policeman. Hmm. I thought so. Hey, that's Harrigan! How come Harrigan? Well, we have a bit. Oh, you know, there wasn't a policeman in the scenes they took the last time. No, no, naturally. We see, we've made some changes in the plot. That's the reason for all these retakes. Oh, I see. Anyway, I guess I do. You're going to take the same kind of pictures of Miss Stone? Oh, yes. Well, I hope the ones you get this time will be better. Mm -hmm. I mean, composition. Oh. And the leading man. Kind of a snaky-looking guy. Mm -hmm. I like Roy Rogers much better. I guess I shouldn't have said that. No, no, it's all right, Maxwell. Doesn't matter. Matter of fact, I like Roy Rogers myself. Mr. Patterson, hmm? have you been a director a long time? Yes, quite some time. Why? Oh, that's what I thought. Oh, why? Oh, because I know your face so well. I guess I must have seen it in a movie magazine. Yes, could be. Now, um, what were you going to ask me about the last time they shot this sequence? I... Well, you were about to say something uh, about the pictures, maybe the pictures you took. Oh. Well, I always did wonder. Yeah? You know, when they brought the girl in the last time? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, Miss Stone. Well, they had a carrier. They put her right down on the hospital bed. You know, at first I thought she was really sick. She looked sick. Oh, you must have been an awful good actress, Miss Stone. Thanks. Even all the time, that, that man, I mean, the leading man, well, he was holding her in her arms and everything. Well, she looked to me like she was out cold. Yeah? Then all of a sudden... Oh, gee, Miss Thorne, I'll never forget how you did it. You began to moan and scream and everything. Boy, it made my blood run cold. 
Even if it was only acting for a movie. Did it, really? Yeah. And the way the director rushed over with a hypodermic. Boy, it was real as anything. And the, one, the way the other lady said, oh, that should hold her. Hey, hey, who was she? I, I don't see her around. The other woman? Yeah. Uh, middle-aged, dark hair, yeah. rather handsome face? Yeah, that's her. Liz Rand. A character actress uh, playing the mother. Well, the other director says she was supposed to be a nurse. Oh? Well, there you are, you see. I told you we were making changes. I guess so. I was watching through the window both times, and yet it didn't direct it a bit the way the other fella did. Well, we all have our ideas. I um, wouldn't be making these retakes, you see, if the first scenes had been satisfactory. Well, it was more exciting the other way. Oops, I, I shouldn't have said that, should I? No, no, it's all right, Maxwell. And I'm very much pleased with your eye for details. <laughs> From taking so many pictures, I guess. Yes, no doubt. You know, I study other pictures, too. Especially in the newspapers. Oh, well, that's good training. Excellent training. You know, I've seen your picture in the newspaper, too. Why, you... Well, Mr. Patterson, they put me through my paces, and they put me through them again. Seems like it ought to be about time to take the scene with the camera, ain't it? Uh, what did Mr. Tyler say? Well, to ask you. Oh. Well, we'll be ready in a few minutes, Officer Harrigan. I wouldn't say a word, but the wife's expecting me to dinner. Not that it'll make too much difference if I'm late this once. But well, we'll get to you in a few moments. If you would. Sure. Uh, but, Mr. Patterson. Yes. Officer Harrigan has to be made up. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, Mr. Tyler. Yes, Mr. Patterson? Uh, how about having Officer Harrigan here made up? Right away. Uh, you hear that, Officer Harrigan? I did, and thanks. Well, if it isn't young Max Cook with his mouth open. Oh, uh, hello, Officer Harrigan. Close your mouth, Max. And don't be staring at Mr. Patterson like he was a ghost. He's a famous movie director, I know, but... but... that's it. He's not. What? I just saw his face in the light. We'll uh, shoot the scene right now, Officer Harrigan, so... And he's not a director at all. Uh, you'd better go home to dinner. Uh, yes, Max, do, before Mr. Patterson... But I tell you, he isn't Patterson, and he's not a director. I know who he is. I saw his picture in the paper. I just didn't remember it at first. Why, he's a lawyer. He's Perry Mason, the lawyer everybody's looking for. Gee, can't you see it, Officer Harrigan? That's Perry Mason! And so the one thing Perry Mason feared and hoped would not happen has happened. He's been recognized before he's had a chance to establish his clients and his own innocence. Well, be with us tomorrow, won't you? When you buy wash day products these days, it's pay your money and take your choice. Yes, there are many, many washing products to choose from. But remember this. Procter & Gamble's Tide is different from all the rest. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, any other suds, any other washing product known. Tide not only leaves clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film too. Yet with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And in hardest water, Tide gets white linens and shirts whiter than any other washing product known. And all those Tide suds, you get oceans of them, even in hardest water. They're different-looking, different-feeling suds. So try Tide, for Tide and only Tide gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. It sounds amazing, but it's true. No soap will get your clothes as clean as Procter & Gamble's Amazing Tide. And that goes for other suds, too. In fact, Tide gets clothes cleaner than any other washing product known. Tide works miracles for all your family wash. Linens, work clothes, everything. 
Tide, with its sensational new suds, leaves all your clothes free from dirt, and Tide removes dingy soap film, too. Yet, with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And white things? Well, in hardest water, Tide gets shirts and sheets dazzling white. Whiter than any other washing product known. Tide keeps them white, too, week after week. Never turns them yellow. Yes, of all the wash day products known, only Tide gives you this wonderful combination. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Have all Perry Mason's efforts been for nothing? In attempting to prove that Mary McKean was tricked, that her baby had been wrongfully taken from her, is Mason instead to find himself discredited, disbarred, perhaps even jailed for kidnapping? Right now, it looks very much that way. For as we join them shortly after the close of yesterday's episode, we find Perry and Della in the backseat of a police car, under arrest, headed for the police station. Beside them, Officer Harrigan casts an occasional and unfriendly glance in their direction. Both Mason and Della have been silent, and Della keeps her face turned towards the window to hide the tears of disappointment in her eyes. But now, Mason breaks the silence. You know, officer, I think I owe you an apology. Skip it. Believe me, I wouldn't have taken you in if it hadn't been absolutely necessary. Look, I'm not sore. You had your laugh on me, now I get my laugh on you. Turn around's fair play. I've been trying to learn how an innocent woman was framed. If you'd recognized me right off, you'd have spoiled my chances. I had to keep you too busy to ask embarrassing questions. I couldn't take that chance. Sure. Harrigan will make a great movie actor. Well, we all have our soft spots. All of us like to play actor. And me bragging to my family how they'd see me on the screen. Big joke. It wasn't a joke to me. It was deadly serious, Harrigan. My client is the victim of the meanest kind of conspiracy. Tell it to the judge. Guess that'll be a new one for you, won't it, Mr. Mason? Answering the questions instead of asking them. Oh, I'll uh, still do a little of both. And it had to be a kid who tipped me off. A kid who recognized you. The newspapers will certainly have themselves a time over that one. Just another dumb cop, Harrigan. Well, I guess I got it coming. Why do the newspapers have to know anything about it? Of course, you ain't gonna say a word. Why should I? I look you right in the face. I talk to you. And I can't see what's under my own nose. I don't recognize what's been in the police bulletins until a 14-year-old kid says, That's Perry Mason. Ooh, will the captain chew me over for that? What, for arresting and bringing in two people for whom the entire police force has been searching? I should have done it hours ago. You know, if I were you, I'd be congratulating myself. You stand to collect $750 in reward. If it's awarded to me. Well, you deserve full credit for the arrest. Why should they withhold the reward? What do you got up your sleeve? Nothing. And why should you do me favors? Oh, is there any reason why I shouldn't? I spoiled your play. I arrested you. Well, when somebody takes a shot at you, you don't get sore at the pistol. That's merely the instrument. You go after the person who pulled the trigger. I don't get it. You needn't. You're still going to jail. You ain't got a chance to talk me out of it. I wasn't trying. They say you both can be sent up for life. I know what they say. <laughs> Lady, there ain't a bit of use in crying. 
Sure, it ain't any picnic in jail, I'm but I... am not thinking of myself. It's my cousin. Oh, Chief, we might have been on the verge of finding proof. We might have cracked the case in another minute, another hour. Now, now take it easy, Della. We're not licked. If we're in jail? There are others working for us outside. Oh, but... Take she... the matter we were talking about just before our arrest. It can be worked out by a different party. Then we have a chance If to... you're talking about the fellas who helped you take those movies, or pretended to make movies, some of the boys are with them right now, asking questions. And they better have some good answers ready, too. They're not guilty of anything, officer. I'll bring a man wanted by the police. That ain't anything. First, you have to prove they knew I was Perry Mason. If you didn't recognize me, why... Uh... Yeah. Besides, before this thing gets too far, I expect to show there's no case against any others. You sound pretty sure of yourself for a guy headed for the clink. Well, officer, strange as it may sound, I still have faith in the workings of justice. I still believe the truth will out. Sometimes it takes a little time, but eventually the truth will out. If all you need is time, I'm thinking you'll get plenty of that. All out. Here, let me help you now. Oh, Chief. Now, 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 now. We've been in police stations before, Della. Not like this. Up the steps. Up the steps and inside and to the sergeant's desk. Since you two have been in police stations before, I don't guess I have to show you the way. And as Perry and Della precede Officer Harrigan into the police station, inside a beautiful ultra-modern penthouse apartment, we hear... Aha! This is Wren and Nan. Hello, V.H. I hope we're not intruding at your dinner hour. Uh, meaning you don't care, Mrs. Wren? <laughs> no, matter of fact, I rarely dine before midnight. A more chance to work up an appetite by then. Uh, usually, I'm um, not in at this hour... But it happens I'm expecting a phone call. Uh, won't you ladies sit down? Oh, no, thanks, B.H. I think I'll just look around. I love this place. Uh, <laughs> you said you were going to telephone me. I tried to get you over and over. I've, um, I've been out. I just came home in order not to miss a call. Indeed. Possibly a more important crime. Oh, by no means, Mrs. Wren, by no means. Uh, this call is vital to your case. Mine? If the gentleman will, and I expect he will, he can provide you with an alibi. Should it become necessary? An alibi? For what? Uh, for, uh, for the uh, period during which those uh, compromising photographs were taken of your sister-in-law, Mrs. McKean, and that unfortunate deceased gentleman, Jim Rendell. But why should I need an alibi? I shan't be on trial. Uh, Mrs. Wren, you came to me because you believed me to be a good lawyer? Of course. A good lawyer leaves nothing to chance. Particularly when he expects to deal with a man as clever as Perry Mason. Mason can be very quick at turning the tables and putting the prosecution on the defensive. If the chromium bar. Hey, and it's got everything in it. Uh, Nan, my dear, you have the instinct of a homing pigeon, as per usual. Uh, would you ladies care for a drink? I would. Well, yeah. a, a small one, just to keep out the chill. Hey, come course. on over and watch me while I play bartender. <laughs> I don't see why you need worry about Mason. He's busy keeping out of the hands of the police. Uh, Mr. Mason has a habit of doing the unexpected. My hope is to anticipate the unexpected. Mm -hmm. Here's your drink, Liz. Oh, thanks. Uh, when Mary McKean's trial is resumed, I expect to rush it to its conclusion with all possible speed. I hope. Here's your drink, B.A. But I'd be most stupid if I ruled out the chance of a surprise move on the part of Mason. Hey, B.A., here's your drink. Oh, thank you, my... Oh, my call, no doubt. Uh, put my drink on the bar, Nan. And, uh, ladies, don't wait for me.
me. As if we would. And Murtaugh speaking. Uh, Sergeant Parker. What's up, Sergeant? You don't say. Well, how long ago was this? Well, why didn't you let me know when the call came in? Oh, no matter, no matter. I assume the bail is high? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, thanks, I, uh, I won't forget you, Barker. Now I will take that drink, Nan. Yes. I have something to drink, too, as do we all. Hey, wait till I get a refill. What's happened? Uh, Perry Mason and Della Street have been arrested. Hey, that calls for a good stiff drink. At this very moment, they're being booked. No. Cheers! Uh, one moment, Nan. Uh, guess where they were arrested, Mrs. Wren? How would I know? In a vacant apartment house on the west side. What? It seems they were taking some movies there of a hospital set. Oh, no. I think it was a coincidence, Mrs. Wren. How could they have learned? How could they have found out? I said Mason was resourceful. How much do you think... Uh, he has learned? I can't answer. But you see how right I was in arranging an alibi for you. Yes. Forewarned is forearmed. And with an alibi and Doc Keegan whitewashing you... If we only knew what Mason had learned. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll feel my way carefully when I get into the courtroom... Not that I need to. I think I can safely say I prepared for every possible contingency. And we do have Mason and his secretary. No, I don't think they have a chance. Not a single chance. Huh. Shall we drink to that? I'm on. Not a single chance, says Mr. Murtaugh. Well... What do you think? Is this ruthless, clever man right? Will Perry Mason, for the first time in his career, go down to defeat? I don't know. Join us tomorrow, won't you? You know, everybody's talking about Tide, Procter & Gamble's new dishwashing wonder. Women who are using Tide say it's terrific. Say it makes dishwashing so much easier and pleasanter, they'll never go back to old dishwashing methods. And they're so right... For Tide washes dishes cleaner than any soap made. And Tide cuts grease better than any soap made. Seems to make it disappear completely. For Tide gives a completely new kind of suds. More suds, faster suds. Suds that are kind to your hands. What's more, Tide forms no disagreeable scum in the water. Leaves no greasy ring round the pan. No cloudy film on dishes and glasses. That's why they rinse and dry sparkling clear, even without wiping. And all oh, what a miracle Tide is in hard water. Gives oceans of instant, long-lasting suds and... Well, you just have to see it to believe it. So try Tide in your dishpan today. There's nothing like it. No soap. What's more, no other suds. No other washing product known will get your clothes as clean as Tide. Yes, Procter & Gamble's amazing Tide promises you the cleanest wash that ever came out of your washing machine. That's because Tide, with its new miracle suds, not only leaves clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film, too. And that happens to your whole family wash. Linens, prints, even greasy overalls. Yet with all this cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And if you're wondering about your white linens and your husband's shirts, well, in hardest water... Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. What's more, Tide keeps them white week after week, never turns them yellow. 
Sure, there are many, many washing products to choose from. But remember, only by choosing Tide will you get all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Well, Perry Mason is certainly no stranger to police stations. But at this moment, he finds himself not as a lawyer with a client to defend, but as a man under arrest, about to be booked. As might be expected, the news has brought a crowd of reporters who now surround the lawyer and his secretary. Yes, Della is there too, her face white, but otherwise giving no sign of emotion. Mason himself smiles at the reporters as he says... Well, you folks didn't lose any time getting over here. Sergeant Barker didn't lose any time inviting us. Barker? He didn't make the arrest. Always like to do the press a favor, Mr. Mason. I tipped them off as soon as the call came in. Oh. Uh, you folks want some pictures? Sure. How about a shot of you pulling an ace out of your sleeve, Mason? <laughs> it's too early, Jake. Wait till the trial. Always there when the answer. Now, Barker, well, if you I... boys and girls want the whole story right from the horse's mouth, here's the man to give it to you. Ah, uh, Mr. Mason. Who's this? Officer Harrigan, the man who recognized Ellen and me and brought us in. Then it wasn't Barker. I never said I made the arrest, Jake. Go on, Harrigan, tell them about it. Make it snappy. I take over from here, and I want to get these two booked and locked up. Okay, Sergeant, if you say so. And uh, should I mention the... Uh... The reward? You bet. It's yours. Well... If Mason's going to keep his aces in the hole... Harrigan? Yes? How about a shot of you putting the handcuffs on Mason in the street? Jake, of all the ghouls... I didn't put handcuffs on them. Look, my paper's a tabloid. We like handcuffs. You're not going to let a couple of steel bracelets come between us, are you, Harrigan? Go on, Harrigan. You might as well make it good. They've been waiting for a story like this for a long time. Oh, Counselor, you're killing me. Get on with it, Harrigan. Well... You don't have to bother logging them. Okay, that does it. Mr. Mason, Della, I wish I could tell you how sorry I am. Thanks, Helen. Deep thanks. And because you're so nice, here's a special tip for your column. Hey, wait a minute. I'm in on this, too. More the merrier. Quote, you may tell your readers we're going into court Monday morning and blow these charges higher than a kite. Unquote. Honestly, Mr. Mason? Honestly. How about telling our readers why you ran out on your client, Mary McKean, as soon as the going got tough? We didn't do any such thing, and Mary knows it even Della, if you Della, don't... Della, 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 Let him make you talk out of turn. Well, I... We had things to do, Jake. We figured we could do them better on the outside of those iron bars. Wait a minute, Mason. If you're trying to say you gave yourself up voluntarily, then the reward... Voluntarily? Oh, but we didn't give up, Sergeant Barker. The credit all belongs to Harrigan here. I'd hoped for a little more time, but the officer was too clever for me. Well, now I... However, I'm sure that our efforts will bear fruit. That ace in the hole you were asking about, Jake? Uh... If you and Miss Street will step this way, we'll book you. Sure. You boys want pictures of it. You're welcome. Give right. Officer Harrigan his handcuffs back, Ellen. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Here, officer. Thanks. Oh, Barker. Yes? Before we're booked, uh, may I make a phone call? What for, Mason? To call your lawyer? No telephones until we hear from Judge Dallow about the bail. Okay. Step over the desk. Uh, you stay with me for a moment, Mystery. Well, I... Uh, split the crowd a little. Did you look at him? We'll try to do as much for you as we can, Mystery. Very nice of you, I'm sure. There's a phone call from Judge Dallow, Sergeant Barker. Bail set at $100,000. Now you know how much you're worth, Mason. Oh, yes. 
I do a lot of figuring to find people who trust me enough to go my bond. I'm good for $500, Mr. Mason. Thank you, Helen. Now all I need is $99,500. The uh, desk sergeant's ready for you now, Miss Green. Okay. I will need a telephone if I'm to raise that kind of bail. Can I speak to you a moment, Helen? Of course. Well, now I... Beat it, Barker, or I'll skin your line in my column. But Miss Don't Henderson... get me sore. All right. All right, Miss Henderson. Ah, oh, that petty chiseler. He's a disgrace to the force. <laughs> what is it, Mr. Mason? Can you do me a favor? Hmm? And keep it under your hat? I promise. Then will you phone Paul Drake for me? I'd rather not phone him from here. The private detective? Mm -hmm. Well, what'll I say? Tell him what's happened to me. Tell him I don't want to speak to him personally, but to get hold of that boy and his snapshots and to bring him to court Monday morning. He'll know what you're talking about? He'll know. Get hold of the boy and his snapshots and have him in court Monday, That's huh? it. Hey, 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 no secrets unless I'm in on them, too. Gee, yes, Della. They're asking the same bail for me. Well, that ought to make you feel important, Della. Oh. A hundred grand. Wow. Well, I'll contribute a sawbuck. If you'll loan it to me. Can we get a bond for $200,000, Chief? Probably, but not tonight. Then look, if you can raise one tonight, you take it. I don't mind a night in jail. The rest might do me good. She's quite a gal, isn't she, Jake? I offered a kick and a sawbuck towards her bond. Hey, Barker. Yes? How about paroling the street in my care? Oh, quit clowning, will you? And look, if you folks have had all the pictures you want, this isn't an open house. Right? Okay, we go, we go. Uh, one question, Mason. Yeah. You licked? This is for publication. Licked? <laughs> Are you kidding, Jake? With the aces I've got in the hole? <laughs> Turn one over. Oh, no, not now. If you want to peek, meet us in court on Monday. Date? It's a date, bub. It's a date. And an hour later, in a downtown bar and grill, we hear... Sid, uh, over here. Hello, Mr. Murtaugh. You're ahead of time. I try always to be ahead of time. Oh, what are you drinking, Sid? The usual. I'll put your coat on the rack. Oh, thank you. A uh, waiter? Yes, sir. A uh, double scotch and lemonade. A lem... A what? That's right. Lemonade. Now I heard every... Sid, uh, took you long enough to get in touch with me. Had a business engagement. So your manager told me with a beautiful girl. It was business. Uh, how is business? <laughs> Couldn't be better. <laughs> yeah. I got the news flash on the radio, Mr. Murtaugh. You must be feeling pretty good. Huh? Oh, uh, Perry Mason. What a break for you, huh? Depends. On what? Oh, lots of things. What Mason has up his sleeve. You... Um, drinks, gents. Have the uh, lemonades for the other gentleman. Thank you. I'll take the check. Here you are, sir. Go on, B.H. Uh, Mason's a clever man. Suppose he let himself be taken. Why? Mr. Mason could answer that question. I can't. And? Okay, I'll start it. You think maybe Mason has something on your client, Elizabeth Rand? Possibly. No, let's not be cagey, B.H. Isn't that where I come in? It is. You see, there are indications that Mason was on the trail of information connecting Mrs. Wren with those unfortunate pictures that were taken of her sister-in-law, Mason's client. I thought you said Doc Keegan would give her a bill of health. Well, I like to have more than one string to my bow. Of course, there are disadvantages to you, Sid. For example, 
your business keeps you from being the best ace in the hole. I don't like the idea any more than you do. I get up on the stand, and before Mason gets through with me, he'll make my rum look like an opium den or something. Yes, I've considered that angle. On the other hand, uh, if I had somebody to back up my story, hmm? somebody Mason couldn't tear down. Oh. I'm not saying yet. I'll be H. No one has ever called me ungrateful, Sid. You'd owe me a lot. A very great deal. Now, who is he? She, B.H., she. Um, one of your dance hall girls. Uh, but what a dance hall girl. Her name's Trag, Nora Trag. What difference does the name mean? Trag? Homicide Lieutenant Trag's daughter. Is she good enough? Uh, she'll do as you ask? Nor I'll swear black is white if she thinks it'll keep me out of a jam. Uh, I've, uh, I've heard you're a devil with the ladies. Well, from the reports I get, you don't do so bad yourself. It could be. <laughs> now, uh, if I do this... Uh, I'll owe you a lot. But you won't use us unless you have to. That's a promise. I'll keep you up my sleeve, my ace in the hole. Ah... Lieutenant Tragg's daughter, huh? The daughter of Mason's friend. Sid, that's a very nice ace in the hole. Just about as nice an ace as anyone could ask for. And so while each side makes ready for the courtroom struggle, which is to begin next week, obviously the odds are all on the side of Liz Wren and her lawyer, B.H. Murtaugh. And yet there's that boy, that Maxwell Cook and his snapshots. Perry Mason intends to use him as a surprise. And speaking of surprises, there'll be surprises and fireworks aplenty next week, so be sure to join us, won't you? When I say Tide is different, I mean it's different from any other washing product you can buy. That includes soap, suds discoveries, everything made for washing clothes. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any of them. Because Tide not only leaves clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film as well. Yet, with all this remarkable cleaning power, Tide is safe, truly safe, for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide takes gay prints and checks and actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And in hardest water, Tide gets white things whiter than any other washing product known. Now, of course, you want to know about suds. Well, Tide gives oceans of high, billowy suds, even in hardest water. They're different-looking, different-feeling suds. Different suds from Different Tide, the only washing product known that gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Yes, Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, but that's not all. Tide also gets clothes cleaner than any other suds, any other kind of washing product known. In short, you can't buy anything that will wash your clothes as clean as Procter & Gamble's Amazing Tide. And I'll tell you why. Tide, with its new miracle suds, not only leaves clothes free from dirt, but removes dingy soap film, too. Yet, with all this amazing cleaning power, Tide is safe. Yes, truly safe for all your washable colors. What's more, Tide actually brightens soap dull colors. And just listen to what Tide does for white sheets, pillowcases, and shirts. In hardest water, Tide gets them dazzling white, whiter than any other washing product known. And Tide keeps them white week in, week out, never turns them yellow. Next wash day, why not try Tide? Of all the washing products known, Tide and only Tide gives you all this. The cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line.
Not too many hours after our last episode, when we heard Perry Mason and Dallas Street booked on various charges, including that of kidnapping, we join Liz Wren and Nan Apthorpe as they drive toward court with their lawyer, B.H. Murtaugh. At the moment, they're listening to a news broadcast on the car radio. And that is the international picture up to this moment. And now some local notes. Liz! Oh, I'm oh, he's going to say something about the trial. I know he's going to say something about the trial. You'll be in the courtroom yourself in a very few moments, Nan. What difference does it make? Oh, what... B.H. Uh, does it uh, make a great deal of difference, Mrs. Wren? Oh, of course not. No difference at all. Yeah. Naturally, anything the beautiful Miss Apsorp wants, mm? the beautiful Miss Apsorp should get. Uh, not, uh, not everything, Mrs. Wren. But if she wants to listen to a news commentator... I'd say that was an innocent enough pleasure. Yeah. And, of course, the most interesting event on the local legal scene will be the combined trial of Mrs. Mary McKean, Mr. Perry Mason, and Miss Della Street. Good, good. The trial begins in Judge Albert Donald's court at 10 this morning. As you know, all three have been indicted on the unusual charge of kidnapping Mrs. McKean's year-old son. As you also may remember, uh, Perry Mason, prominent lawyer... With his secretary, Miss Della Street, has been a fugitive from the police for several days. <laughs> the two were arrested only last night. It will be interesting to learn what a man of Perry Mason's oh. prominence will have to say. You've heard enough, Nan. Hmm. I guess I've had to. But I did want to hear what B.H. Murtaugh had to say. You did have something to say, didn't you, B.A.? Oh, a great deal. I think you're both perfectly disgusting. Why? Because we're holding hands in front of you. No. After all, you mustn't deny nature, Mrs. Rand. Me and B.H. have begun a beautiful romance, Liz. <laughs> Haven't we, B.A.? Yes, my dear, beautiful. That's why I got up so early this morning. I want to see B.H. in action. <laughs> Well, I hope I, uh, I won't disappoint you. I'm sure you won't. I'm expecting you to put on quite a show and to begin right off, right too. Off. <laughs> really, Nan. <laughs> this is an important trial. Not some sort of a performance. And with Perry Mason... Now, what are you so nervous about, Liz? Gee, I never saw such a woman. First she's scared because Mason and his secretary get away. Now she's scared because they've been arrested and brought to book. No satisfying her. And Mrs. Wren is merely wise enough to know Mason is a very clever man. And while we may have him in one sense, he may have us in another. Something that mind of yours could never comprehend, my lovely. What? However, dear Mrs. Wren, I think I can relieve your mind. Oh? About any ace Mason may have up his sleeve. We'll be able to trump it. There's not a chance of his squirming out from under. Not now. So you needn't worry. Either about being dragged into a complete unpleasantness or a horrible thought of having your precious nephew and his trust fund taken away from you. You're sure? Uh, Mason may have been on the trail of something when he was arrested. But I have good reason to believe he didn't get far enough to do any good. Can't you be more specific? Uh, you may be called upon to testify, Mrs. Wren, and the less you know, the more convincing you'll be. Well, you're the lawyer. Another thing... You know you won't be able to be in the courtroom. As a witness, you mustn't hear the testimony of other witnesses. If you say so, Well, I, I can be in on it from the start, can't I? Oh, yes, of course, my love. Although, it would almost be worth missing the whole show to be able to get up on the stand and rip Angel Face to pieces. Ah, uh, that's, uh, that's another thing. I ask you both to forget your personal feelings as to Mary McKean. Oh? And this applies to you in particular, Mrs. Wren. 
Your role is that of the devoted aunt who has every sympathy for her unfortunate sister-in-law, but out of love and duty you... I know how to act, Listen, Liz is the best con woman going. Uh, just the same. Oh, well, I, uh, I don't believe even as clever a lawyer as Perry Mason can beat what's in store for him. I assure you I'd hate to be in Mason's shoes. Especially if his defense lies in an attack on you. Then my alibi's arranged. Very much so. <laughs> well, tell us the joke, B.H. Let us laugh, too. Uh, this, this I think I'll uh, save, my dear, because it is priceless. Uh, but I can tell you this. Even if all our witnesses are discredited, which is unlikely after the drilling I've given them, we can still keep you in the clear, which means no matter what happens, you keep your precious nephew and his money. <laughs> well, now it's some moments later, and we're in Judge Dallow's court. No briefcase this morning, Dallow? I'm sorry, Chief, but the bail didn't come through until so late. No, it doesn't I... matter, baggage. I won't need a briefcase. Oh? All I need is word that Paul Drake is on his way with... Yes? Our worthy opponent just came in. Murtaugh? Mm-hmm. There's Nan Apthorpe and Liz, right in the row behind him. So? Look at him, he fairly oozes confidence. Well, let's do a little oozing ourselves. We have a few minutes before court begins. Yes, but i Sit down, I'm... Della. And, uh, for heaven's sake, smile. Shouldn't the matron have brought Mary in by now? Will you please stop looking around this courtroom and do as I say? Mm. Act confident. Smile. I don't feel confident. Suppose Paul Drake didn't get those... Supposing. Ah, no. You know you can do better than that. More teeth, Della. More teeth. <laughs> you make me sick. That's my secretary. Now sit down, open the book, and start making potholes. Chief, if mm. Paul had anything to report, wouldn't we have heard from him by now? Well, we just came into the courtroom. I haven't been near the office. Yes, but I... what if Helen Henderson didn't give him your message? Baggage. Being arrested has done something to you. Of course she gave him my message. And of course Paul is going to find young Maxwell Cook and bring him and his pictures to this court. And of course I'm going to blow that grin right off of B.H. Murtaugh's face. I wish I were as sure of it as you are. Stella. Yes? You're losing confidence in your boss? Oh, Perry, of course not. But, well, we've been in tight spots before, but never one like this. And you just stand there and grin. It's a new experience. Well, we can do without it. Don't you realize your future's at stake, all you've built up? And not only your professional future, not just the fact that you may go to jail, but Mary and that darling baby. You haven't said a word about yourself. Well, I don't matter. Hmm? Well, yes, I do, too, but not when you compare me with Mary oh, and you. Oh, here comes you're... Mary. Now, Della, please, cheer up. If she gets a look at you, she'll be scared to death. Especially if she knows we were arrested, which she doesn't. I know. Look at her face. Mr. Mason, Della. Hello, Hello Mary. Mary, darling. Oh, I'm so glad. Della, Della, you're here. I knew you'd be here when court began. I, I only told them what you told me to say, Mr. Mason. They didn't get a thing out of oh, me. I knew I could depend on you, Mary. And now you've done it. Now you've done what you set out to do. Now I can have my baby with me for good and all. Now we can send Liz Wren to jail. Mary. Oh, you don't know how happy Mary. I am. Darling. Mr. Mason and I were arrested yesterday. What? Now, now, it isn't as bad as it sounds. We were near the end of the trail. Paul Drake can carry on. But a arrested? Mm -hmm. Charged along with me for kidnapping David Jr.? But 
Then how can you act as lawyer? No man can conduct his own defense. And since we're being tried together... But I'm... Mary, I'm going to tell you the same thing I just told Della. You smiled when you saw me. You looked confident then. You keep right on smiling and keep on looking confident because we're going to win. I... Ah. That's fine. That's the stuff. You're a much better actress than Bella. Why, I resent that, <laughs> Mr. Mason. I said we were going to win, didn't I? Yes. We are. I tell you now, we're on to something that'll send your sister-in-law right where we want her. To jail? To jail. Now... Mr. Mason? Uh, yes. I message for you. Oh? Thank you. Not at all. What is it, Chief? Well, I'll find out. Paul Drake? Mm-hmm. And? Mm-hmm. It was written early this morning. Paul yes. received my message from Helen Henderson and is out following my instructions. Getting hold of Max Goodness snapshots. Exactly. What snapshots, Mr. Mason? Photographs taken of you, Mary, and Jim Randall. Oh. Others, too, we hope. But I don't understand. Well, there was a crowd on hand when those pictures were taken. Among them, an enterprising young man who took some snapshots on his own. Yes. I'm hoping that in his collection he has one snap showing Elizabeth Wren on that set. Oh. Let me find one, just one picture tying Liz Wren into that swindle, and I'll make her sorry she was ever born. As well as put David Jr. back in your arms where he belongs. Oh, Mr. Mason. Oh, you've got the kind of smile I want you to have. Oh, just in time, too. Here comes his honor. It appears we're about to begin. Mason sounds confident, doesn't he? But then he doesn't know what B.H. Murtaugh is planning for him. Yes, there'll be surprises and drama plenty as this courtroom fight unfolds, so join us tomorrow for sure. Say, haven't you often thought dishwashing could use a miracle? Well, the miracle is here. It's Procter & Gamble's Amazing Tide. Tide washes dishes cleaner than any soap made. Yes, and Tide cuts grease better than any soap made. Seems to make it disappear completely. Yes, ma'am, Tide combines everything you've always wanted in a dishwashing product. More suds, faster suds. Suds that are kind to your hands. Suds that look and feel entirely different. Oh, how much pleasanter and easier dishwashing is with Tide. Because Tide forms no scum in the water, leaves no greasy ring round the pan, no cloudy film on dishes and glasses. They rinse and dry sparkling clear, even without wiping. And say, if you have hard water, Tide is a dream come true. Gives oceans of long-lasting suds, even in hardest water. Try Tide today. There's never been anything like it. Capitalizing on the popularity of his Perry Mason novels, Earl Stanley Gardner brought his character to CBS Radio in October of 1943. Billed as a defender of human rights, champion of all those who seek justice, Mason was a wildly successful criminal defense attorney whose clients, generally accused of murder, were invariably innocent. Mason solved the cases and proved his client's innocence by identifying the true criminal in each case, frequently by extracting confessions from the guilty. Although Gardner wrote the initial scripts, the task was turned over to a writing team early on in the series. These courtroom dramas included the same recurring characters that graced Gardner's books and later the television series, including the character Friday, played by Della Street, who was originally played by Gertrude Warner, P.I. Paul Drake, who was voiced by Matt Crowley, and homicide detective Lieutenant Tragg, played by Mandel Kramer who was later to become the last actor to voice Johnny Dollar. All three of these actors later appeared on the television soap opera called The Edge of Night, originally conceived as a daytime version of Perry Mason, until Gardner had a falling out with CBS. The role of per Perry Mason was originated by 
Barlett Robinson, who went on to a prolific career as a character actor on various television series, even including Perry Mason, playing opposite Raymond Burr in the title role. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.